Hello, this is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working with People by PaveStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Kimberly here with us. How are you, Kimberly? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. No, thanks for being here. Where are you calling in from? I am in Cleveland, Ohio. Beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. I heard you guys got snow just recently. <laughs> no, just just a little dusting, thank goodness. But winter is on its way. Absolutely. Which is very much on its way. <laughs> yeah, New York is feeling the same chill here for sure. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that's been very much in the spotlight, uh, talking about leadership with empathy and building a culture where you can trust your talent and increase flexibility balanced with accountability. There's a lot of really good insights that I think you're going to be bringing out here. But before we get started, tell us who you are and what you do. My name's Kimberly, and I am a talent leader at Herman. What Herman does is we're in the business of cognitive diversity, so unlocking and harnessing that cognitive diversity within your organization. And the way we do that is through a model called whole brain thinking. And the neat part about my role is that I get to implement whole brain thinking internally. So we get to beta programs and pilot things internally that then hopefully one day will be on our software product, the Herman platform. So I get to truly harness and then also develop potential product, which is really neat for me as someone who um, has been in the technology space for quite some time. Awesome. So let's get right to it. Why is empathy so important in leadership in the workplace? And this is something that I've heard over and over through webinars, podcasts, and just posts all over, but why is it so important? Empathy is fundamentally important for the success of your talent and their own growth because it's the ability to tune in to what your team members need to be successful. Mm. So to truly listen and to help them provide the the direction of solutioning and help them provide the the direction of where the organization's going to go. I think when you think of organizations of the past, it's very much, um, let's make sure that your car is in its parking spot at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. And let's make sure that you're sitting at that desk. But that doesn't actually equal productivity. When you lean in with empathy to understand what your team members need and provide a culture of accountability, then you're getting that much higher level of engagement and productivity from your team members than potentially some of the more micromanagement aspects of leadership in the past. Right, right. Basically, really looking at it from the perspective of your team members, really understanding what they're going through, what they're focused on, and fostering that for the productivity of the organization. Yeah, definitely. And what's very important is that it's not on a superficial level. Right. Right. So it's actually truly, truly caring and truly asking those questions deeper than, hey, how are you? Great. Good. Good. The same thing <laughs> we do when we pass anyone. It's like, how right. are you doing? Great. And we're, like, we're not great. We're all dealing with so many different levels of things right. at the moment. And how do you actually truly lean in and really listen to what they need? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what does that you know, empathetic decision making and leadership really look like tactically? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. And it's, making sure that you're not wrapping in that everyone thinks the same way you do. <laughs> and to make sure that you're not doing that, uh, though I don't really love this term, that like executive amplitude, which is creating this culture of like for like, um, and make sure that you are truly creating a culture where everyone can be their independent selves. I'm extremely lucky. I work for an organization where we actually are in cognitive thinking diversity. So we have a lot of tools that we can utilize to understand and harness 
the value of the fact that we think differently. But it really is fundamentally coming down to that is making sure you understand that everyone thinks differently. And that's a positive thing. In fact, you want more of that. <laughs> yeah. You want to build a team that thinks that thinks differently from you. Yeah, it's interesting because I think over the last several years, there's been a lot of talk around culture fit. And then over yeah. time, people have really zoned in on like, okay, what does culture fit actually mean? And is that a necessarily a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much culture ad. It's what are you right. looking at? Like, where, where's the organization going and who are, who are the team members you can bring in? Or how do you grow and develop the team members you currently have to make sure you're, you're continuing to evolve as an, an organization? But yeah, culture fit is common vernacular that we need to cut out of our, of our, <laughs> of our, of our common speech because Culture fit really means hiring like for like and from an in- inclusion perspective. That's not what we're looking to do if we're really being empathetic and building inclusive organizations. Right. And I love the point that you made around that everybody thinks differently. And it's funny because I've never felt it so, so evidently. I've been watching so much TV with my partner and we disagree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I've and never realized like- it so, so, so well. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's also like imagine finding the well, – and hopefully you both do, but it's finding that value between having a thinking partner that thinks so differently from you. That's where thinking expands and thinking becomes far more significant. And the value add is even is even higher. Um, something that we do is we actually pair people up with someone who thinks very differently than they mm. do. And we encourage them to use each other's thinking partners every month and give them prompts so that they are looking for that different perspective and really having someone push them in a different direction that might be uncomfortable or right. just new for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. So, you know, you talk about empathy and really leading with empathy. You, you mentioned multiple times around listening, actually mm-hmm. truly listening. What are some mm-hmm. of the questions that a leader should be asking his or her team members? There are tons of articles that have given other questions to ask besides how are you? But the real <laughs> fundamental thing is pushing for the why, getting that main context, making sure that you're gathering the information. And then the real test is if you're able to paraphrase that back, what you heard. So that active listening. Right. So it's not just you have your own talk track in your head and you're checking the box of making sure that you cared about your employee today, but it's really getting to the why, understanding what their needs are, and then the ability to actually show the active listening and paraphrase it back to them, and then hopefully turn that into action. Right. It's interesting because I think a lot of managers with good intentions over prepare for these conversations and can't like let go of the agenda. (laughs) And it becomes like a tick the box conversation, you know? Yeah. It's so funny because this should be the most natural thing that we should be able to do is just be humans with each other. But we've created workspaces that make that an uncomfortable thing. It's uncomfortable for team members to share how they're really feeling about our, our current situation as a country, within within COVID, we've created workspaces where you have to smile and say, I'm fine. Everything's great. What else do you need from me? Right. And people are just going into sheer get stuff done mode. And it doesn't have to be that way. We need to make sure that we're not just getting stuff done and that we're continuing to create great workspaces for our talent because that's what's going to really retain them. Yeah. And I think a lot of organizations are feeling this right now where they are pushing people to just get stuff done. And now, eight, nine months in, people are definitely starting to feel the burnout. I mean, I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you got to kind of step away and really start taking care of your people. In yes, other ways. Yeah, For sure. So from an organization perspective, how can they make empathy central in their culture? Make sure that the empathy really becomes a real thing with their organization. Yeah, and this is the part where it starts to feel a bit more unnatural, but you kind of have to develop a process 
mm-hmm. to be able to prioritize these dialogues and to be able to create the time to be fully present in them. And so that's the piece where whether you wrap it into your performance discussions or we call them talent growth discussions, but just make sure that you are actually the time to be fully present so you can understand what they're saying, truly hear, truly listen, truly consider, and then truly be able to start to action some of those activities. Because it's really hard to be able to tune in, especially now, as we were just talking about. You go, we go into these meetings, and you're already five minutes behind on something else, and there's an agenda, stuff you have to get done, and you're just checking the boxes so that you can feel better about accomplishing something for the day. Because mm-hmm. there's so many unknowns in our current world. Just accomplishing things feels really good. you got to make sure that you actually develop a process and a strategy behind prioritizing these dialogues. And then this model will help you understand where they're truly coming from so that in the continued evolution of of these dialogues, you can more quickly move to that understanding place with them. You can more quickly understand what they may need or even pick up on some of those cues where you can say, hey, it seems like we might just need to have have a quick chat so I can check in to see how you're doing because it seems like we may have too many things on your plate or you might need to take some time off or you just need to step away for a moment uh, due to due to family needs. But then you can, as you continue to get to know them better and truly have these deeper dialogues, you can then tune into some of those things and more deeper understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And your point around the culture and the processes that really enforce that type of culture and behavior is mm-hmm. a really good one, a really powerful one. I think a lot of people, especially in smaller organizations, tend to think, hey, culture is just the aggregation of people that we hire and their personalities and their relationships yeah. and dynamics. There's definitely a part of that for sure. But as your company, co- company continues to grow, you can't just roll the dice on it. You've got to set the right processes to enforce the right behaviors. And over time, they become habits and then really part of your culture. Right. Yes, definitely. That's and that's where that's where it gets really exciting is when it kind of takes <laughs> right. on the life of its own. But it is something that does have to be managed because especially in times where people are overworked, mm-hmm. stressed about things externally, it's the thing that gets deprioritized. Yeah. Um, and so it, you need to make sure that it's a part of the process that becomes part of that normal cadence within your organization. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Coming down one level, let's say, you know, I'm working in a big, big organization with a lot of disparate cultures, or maybe the, the overall organization culture doesn't really value empathy as a focus point. As a manager, how can I take some specific actions to really create that empathy within my team, even though the larger organization you know, it doesn't seem to be focused on that. What are some tactical yeah. things I can do? Well, I mean, not going super tactical, but let's just all remember behavior can be contagious. And that's a right. really wonderful thing. So starting that behavior within your own team is something you can start doing today. And you can start setting your own processes for your own individual mm-hmm. team. And then showing that success or maybe even the ROI behind what has what has changed within your team in regards right. to productivity and then taking it to that higher level. But even on a more just natural state, they in tune when they have someone caring about them might start caring about someone else and really taking that external. So behavior can be incredibly contagious. And why don't we start pushing these positive behaviors and make sure that we're prioritizing those positive behaviors within processes. Then the other thing to make sure that you can do is share where you're coming from. Being more vulnerable can lead to more natural empathy. A lot of leaders feel like they have to show up perfect every day. Right. And that they have to be the example and the beacon on the hill. And it's okay to be vulnerable. One of the best pieces of feedback that I ever received when joining a new organization was from another leader in the organization. She said, I can't believe you admitted you were wrong in a meeting within your first week. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I did. That's just something she hadn't seen very often. Yeah. And that was such a powerful thing because 
all of us have moments where we can have our mind changed about things or when we have aha moments about something that we thought, but then we got new information. I feel like our world feels like if you have an opinion, you got to stick with it until the <laughs> right. end of time. It is, we need to normalize getting new information and having that potentially change how we think about things. But being vulnerable as a leader is so huge. And in that behavior is contagious point as well. That vulnerability can then shed through your team. And that's a really, that's a really wonderful thing is realizing that you don't have to be perfect every day to have a job. We actually want you to show up for exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this echoes one of the, the interviewers that we had maybe a few months ago. I asked him the question, what is the number one leadership skill that would be valuable in this hectic time that is 2020? And he said, the ability to show vulnerability. Yeah, um, I would agree. Helping their team members to identify with the leaders and yeah. understand that, hey, we're not perfect. We're figuring this out as we all go and do this thing together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of us have been through a pandemic before to this scale. <laughs> right. So why would we assume that anyone knows how to do this perfectly? We're all trying our best and understanding the needs of our talent just help you push in a much more successful direction. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Those are all the big questions I had. Anything I missed? Anything I should have asked? Tips. <laughs> I know, I know it seems so simple, but just care. Just yeah. care. Just reach out, make sure your team members know that you're there. And, and I know that it's hard for some people, but just trust and build in accountability factors for sure. But realize you can trust your talent to get things done without seeing them doing it right. every step of the way. So when it comes to flexibility about where they work, when they work, how they work, really allowing them to do that in the way that's most successful for them while building in accountability factors to make sure that they know what their goals are and what they need to get done. But really trusting team members to tell us what they need to be successful. It can be extremely powerful for the growth of your organization. So you're saying I shouldn't ask my team members to share their screens 24-7? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like that. that, that I haven't asked your team members what they want. But, but yeah, it's, it's truly trusting people. I, I think some of the most powerful things are when team members will tell me, listen, I got to sign off for these next couple hours because my kids are having a meltdown. Yeah. That is so much better than hearing, I have to step away for an appointment. Right. right. Like, and I know that that's a, it's a minor shift, but them just feeling comfortable enough to share that that's the situation. And I say, great, put up your Slack away message. Right. Awesome. Like, and you can write that. <laughs> Don't to write BRB. You can write, I'm going to step away. Here's where I will, when I will be, be back, but creating an environment where people feel comfortable admitting what they need in their lives, especially with all that we're going through can be, can be really powerful. Absolutely. One last fun question for you. Yeah. What is the one destination you're itching to just get out to after all the travel restrictions are gone? So hard. So I'm an, I'm an avid traveler. In fact, we have a work from anywhere culture. And in my first almost year with Herman, I worked from several different countries and we nice. have people who have, who have traveled and moved, but I have not explored Asia at all. And that's where gotcha. I would really love to spend, spend some time roaming around and eating around. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I would very much in, enjoy that. That is one of the places that is definitely high on my list. Awesome. Hopefully you'll get to do that sooner than later. <laughs> I know. I know. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Kimberly. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? Oh, wonderful. You can find me on LinkedIn, and that is where I do the most of my hosting and things linked from there. So that would be a great place to connect with me, and we can chat further on all things in terms of leading with empathy. Cool. Well, thank you so much again for being here. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Working with People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcasts.